0: You put in the uh, you put in the three and a half inch floppy yeah. desk. Um, you press control A and then control C. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you could restore it all.
1: Welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. And with me, as always, is Prasanna Maliande. How's it going, Prasanna? Buenos dias, Curtis. Buenos dias. Greetings from Southern California. And uh, I want to, again, remind our listeners that although Prasanna and I do work for Druva, are our, our opinions, and uh, this is not an official a podcast. Today, I thought we would, and by the way, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to our listeners. And here's what I'd like to say. If you have interesting backup environment, actually, you know what, if you have a backup environment, and you think it's boring, and you don't think it's interesting, we think it's interesting, we'd love to interview you on the podcast. So reach out to me at WC Preston on Twitter, or you can send uh, WCurtisPreston at gmail.com. And we'd love to have you on the podcast and talk to you about what you do for backups in your environment. We do not have to say your company name. Uh, We don't even have to say your name. We can keep you anonymous so that you can speak freely about your environment. I would love to interview real people with real backups. What do you think about that idea, Persona?
0: I would love it because, Curtis, to be honest, I'm sure you're tired of talking to me all the time.
1: (laughs) I know you're tired of talking to me.
0: And you're probably also tired of listening to me all the time too, Curtis.
1: Well, yeah. Well, because for those that don't know this, I do the editing of the podcast. So I have to listen to me and you way more than we... Well, you know what I'm trying to say. For those that... (laughs) again, Editing a podcast, it takes about, I'm going to say, three to four times the length of the podcast to actually do the editing of the podcast. For those of you that don't know that. uh, So I get to hear... You know, if you're, if you're thinking occasionally Curtis and, and persona ramble on about nonsense, imagine having to listen to that four or five times.
0: Someone wants to say hi. Test, check, check one, check two. <laughs> I could do this. I could sit in here. What do you guys want to talk about today?
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about the different ways to back up Oracle. You want to jump in on that?
0: Yeah. Um. Uh... <laughs> You put in the uh, you put in the three and a half inch floppy yeah. disk. Um, you press Control A and then
1: Control C. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I recorded that. <laughs> nice. So today I thought we would talk about sql database backup so when i say that what i mean is uh, relational databases databases that use sql so that would be things like sql server oracle db2 postgres Postgres, mysql yeah all those guys I, i tend to think about the commercial guys and forget about the the open source guys but they all have similar problems in that when you can't just backup the files that comprise the database right you you
0: I can't just go and do like a copy, a Unix copy, just grab all the database files, yeah. drag it somewhere
1: else. Yeah, well, not without doing something <laughs> special. We'll talk about that. But yeah, in fact, this was the story that launched my career. I was the backup person and I had been so for maybe six weeks when we lost our production Oracle database. And uh, it, it was uh, the purchasing database for a $35 billion credit card company. And turned out that we had moved the back the database from one server to another server. The new server's name was Paris. I remember that. And I didn't know about the cron job that shut down the database prior to backup. And so I had six weeks of backups of nothing. And oh. um, we, luckily someone came in and did some some literal magic, right? Um, you know, with the file system and was able to, bring it up to some point that we were able to then do media recovery against and we only lost a couple of days worth of purchase orders but imagine how many purchase orders that is i was for a i was going to say
0: did they t- yeah and, and especially the amount of dollars lost in that yeah, two days or yeah whatever. so it was Plus the time it took to reconstruct everything
1: yeah and and this was literally the the incident that launched my career i i found myself not knowing what I should know and I just said I was that was never again going to happen to me and so I vowed that I would get to know Oracle backups and to this day I still know Oracle backups I think better you know deeper than uh, than I know anything else but so let's talk about the different ways
0: I guess we should first talk about why you can't just copy database files when your database is up and running right so the biggest problem is Your database doesn't just write to the database files, right? Databases, they write, they keep track of transaction logs in case they need to undo or redo things. So things kind of go into a transaction log and then periodically get flushed to the actual data files themselves, which the database lives on. If you just take the database files and copy them over, they're not going to be consistent. Because the database is always kind of writing to these files, writing to transaction logs, flushing things from, one, from transaction logs to the data files. So it's doing a whole bunch of things, and you will never get—and by the way, your database might be split over multiple data files as well. So you're never going to be able to copy all your data files at one instance.
1: Yeah, it's going to take some period of time, even if it's a relatively small database— if if there are enough trans, if there are transactions going on while you are making the copy, you're not going to get a consistent image of that file from beginning to end, and it's just not going to work as a restore.
0: And, and and you could try like a snapshot based approach to snapshot that system, but the problem is, the database is still processing things in the background, and so your snapshot will be of part of your database, but the database itself doesn't think that it's in a consistent state. Right so it's still not good enough.
1: Yeah, I think a snapshot is better than not doing anything at all or just backing up the database, but it is important to understand that when you take a snapshot without interfacing with the database, what you get is a a, a, a sort of crash consistent image of the data. Let me talk to that term for a minute. Uh, a lot of t- a lot of different methods that you'll hear. It's like, well, we get a crash consistent image. The reason for that term is it's as consistent as a crash. So if you had a a, a, a database server and you literally just flipped the power switch on it, or it crashed, it it is going to be able to recover from that probably with what's called media recovery. It uses the transaction logs to either undo or redo transactions in order to bring the, the data files to a consistent point. So when you do a snapshot, it, you're gonna get a better backup than if you back up you know, along the, you know, like we were talking about before, just backing up the files uh, without doing anything, but it's still going to need to go through media recovery in order to bring it back. So the way to get around that is to do a couple of different things. My preferred way to this day, if it's possible, is what I call the hot backup method. So if you can put the database in... Hot pocket. If you... Hot pockets. Ah. We're both channeling uh, Jim Gaffigan. I, the best example I have is Oracle. It also uh, the only one, the only other one that I know that does this is Informix. But I don't know if anybody <laughs> uses Informix anymore. Do they even exist as a product? I don't know. But you, you can go, oh. you can go in Oracle and you can in SQL. You can say ALTER DATABASE BEGIN BACKUP, and what happens is it uh, changes how they log the redo. And I don't want to go into um, it in detail, but essentially it allows you to back up the files in in any way you want. You take a snapshot or you can just back them up, copy the files, run a backup, whatever. And it it will keep track and solve that problem that we mentioned earlier. And it will put them back together in the proper uh, way. And it allows you to basically do that and then back it up in whatever way you want which could include a a number of things, you know. And it's
0: good, but I think it's important to also know that while you are in hot backup, there is a little bit of additional IO that has to happen as it's keeping track of all these things. So it's not free, but to be honest, if you need a consistent point, you should be using hot backup.
1: There is an official way to do hot backup, which we're going to cover at the end here, but short of using your database's dump command, Right. Uh, like RMAN in the case of Oracle, uh, uh, SQL Dump in the case of uh, SQL Server, MySQL Dump, et cetera, short of using that command, I think it's a great way and what it does is, the reason why I like it is that it works so seamlessly with pretty much any backup setup, right? So if you just kick off a script before your backup, do whatever backup floats your boat, and then kick off the script to take the database out of backup mode, yes, there is a performance penalty, but it works with virtually any backup system, and uh, so that's what I've always liked about it. And and it doesn't come with any um, uh, any licensing issues, <laughs> right? So that 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 was as as a person who's gone out there and implemented Oracle Backup in a lot of places, that was what I really liked about it because it, a lot of times the vendors charged a lot for that Oracle database license. So the next one that we'll talk about is. Uh, Uh, Dump and sweep is the unofficial term to what, Persona?
0: So it's basically you are doing your Oracle back SQL server, whatever, whatever database backup it is, and you end up doing a backup locally to a file system somewhere. So you're dumping your database to a location. After that, what happens is typically you have a backup application, which goes and sweeps the file, which means picks up all those files that were just dumped and backs them up. Now, in this case, there isn't any integration. So from a backup app perspective, you are backing up files, but it just happens that your database actually did a backup that made it consistent and the backup application is just sweeping the data away.
1: Right. And a a related version of this would be, you know, what I call the data domain method, right? Uh, Which is that, you know just so in the case of Oracle again, use Rman, use SQL dump in the case of my SQL server, and you, you back it up to just directly to a target deduplication machine and then that that machine, there might not necessarily be a sweep in the way we were talking about before before, but it might just replicate it to another data domain, right? So you could actually potentially have an on-site and an off-site backup of your SQL database. Without having to actually have a "quote unquote" backup product, your backup—the only backup product in this case would be the RMAN or uh, SQL dump—and
0: and it's important also to note that the method you just described with Data Domain, typically you would have Data Domain mounted over yeah. NFS that you are doing your RMAN backup directly right. to. Right.
1: Um, and th- so the the dump and sweep method—I've never been very fond of the dump and sweep method because of the lack of integration that we talked about so unless you are able to when you go to do a uh, the the sequel dump part if you're automatically kicking off the backup at that point um, that that could that could theoretically be some integration my difficulty with that um, would then be well what happens if somebody deactivates the scheduled job or the cron job that kicks off that process um, you know what sort of notification do you have? Because it's a very scripty type process, right? Um, That's why I prefer the other method because you can fully integrate it with whatever backup product you wanna use. You can kick off your regularly scheduled backup. It would kick off the uh, hot backup script then you can back up the stuff, and then it kick off the the out of hot backup script, and it gets all fully integrated within the database or within within your backup product. With this one, it it, it can be integrated in that you can have uh, you know uh, some sort of script after it does the dump, then kick off the backup. But it, it's not it's not going to be scheduled by the backup product, probably.
0: No, it's yeah. not. So
1: that that's always right, been easily... my my issue with that. Right? Is is reporting and. All of that stuff, and just visibility and everything yeah, else, yeah. right? So, it, it, it but it but it is a it is it is quite possibly the most common way to back up uh, databases, especially small ones, especially products like MySQL or Postgres that don't necessarily have commercial integrations with uh, you know big backup products, right?
0: Yeah. Or to be honest, most back, uh, most databases. Don't really have a full-featured backup solution like Oracle does right, with RMAN. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I'd say pretty much Oracle and SQL Server uh, would be the two at this point. I, uh, DB2, uh, DB Two, I would... DB Two yeah, has some. Yeah, I, I just, I just, I always forget about DB Two because it just hasn't been in my world. So the 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 official way I would say of most backup products is to. That they have, and when I say most, again, it's the ones that we were talking about just before, Oracle, SQL Server, DB2. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's a streaming option with MySQL. So, and that is that they provide some facility for your backup product to install some sort of agent or some sort of library so that when, so I'll just use the case of man. When you put the SBT library in the appropriate place, when you kick off RMAN and specify SBT as your backup destination, it triggers this library. And so when RMAN kicks off a backup, instead of writing it to a file, it sends a stream into standard in, which then gets passed to the backup product of your choice And then that data gets transferred directly to disk or tape or whatever it is your uh, backup product uses, probably disk. And this would probably be the most supported and most preferred method from the backup vendors, right? Because it is the most supported,
0: but we also have to remember when this was created, right? Uh, This was created at a time that tape was prevalent. That was a common.
1: Which is why it's called
0: SBT in Oracle. Do you know what SBT stands for? I think it's streaming backup tape. Is that what it is? Streaming backup tape? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Wait, I might be making up stuff, which is highly oh, it's likely. It's highly
1: likely that you're making up stuff. <laughs> That's definitely no question whether or not you're making the question is whether or not you're getting you're gonna get busted on it. Are we googling SBT?
0: I am Googling SBT right now.
1: Serial backup tape. It's in the Oracle Fact, my friend. And you have been busted. I was close. I was close. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades.
0: <laughs> I was going to try to do like a Fast and Furious reference, but then I'm like, no, close does not count.
1: So what's your point about the fact that it was designed in in the world of, of tape?
0: It was designed for, and if you've heard, the Tape is right. Not Dead uh, podcast, right? We talk about the benefits of tape and how it does certain things well versus disk. In this case, SBT, because it's a streaming protocol type thing, There are certain optimizations you can do. For instance, if you want to take copies of your backups for other purposes, the way they do it, it's very arcane versus if there was a disk copy. In fact, Oracle in our man added a disk copy method in addition to SBT method because SBT doesn't work for everything. Uh,
1: But what I want to talk about now is one of the newer ways, and that is if you're running a SQL product on... Windows specifically running inside VMware or Hyper-V, because and 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 that I realize that that's a very specific subset of the world, but it but it's a pretty large. Would you agree that's a pretty large
0: subset? Oh yeah, for sure. Especially for those running databases on virtualized platforms,
1: I agree. So the reason why I specifically say that, so if you're running a, a relational database on Windows. What you have available to you that you don't have on Linux, and by the way, I'm a huge Linux fan, right? But this is one area where I think Windows did very well and did better than Linux, and that is they have VSS, the Volume Shadow Services, and it's a snapshot functionality within Windows. And your backup product can interface with the VSS libraries, and it can say... I want to back up this Windows machine, and it happens to, you know, does it have any special purpose data on it? And it would say, yes, well, we have a SQL Server database, or we have an Oracle database, or we have a DB2 database. And it would say, well, I need to talk to its uh, SPT, SPT. I need to talk to its its VSS writer. And then it says, you know, it basically talks to its VSS writer, and it says, whatever it is you do before a snapshot, go and do that thing. Now, in the case of, you know, different databases will do different things. And then you take the VSS snapshot. And then once that snapshot is taken, your backup product now has a consistent image or a consistent point of view to back up. Now, now why did I talk about VMware? So everything I just mentioned is also a supported way to back up Oracle SQL Server Exchange even on Windows machines. What about... VMware. Well, the thing is, VSS is still available in VMware. And so, if your backup product properly interfaces with VMware and then tells VMware to leverage the VSS libraries in HVM, when you go to take a snapshot, a VMware snapshot of a Windows VM, it can then call the VSS functionality, which then calls Oracle or SQL Server or whatever. And so, you can create. You can get a database uh, consistent image of your database. It happens to be in a VM. That happens to be in a VMware server that you're backing up. As long as all of the right check boxes have been checked, so that you that you want to do that. And so, I, I guess the, the point that I want to get across is, it is a totally supported and total normal way to back up these databases by making a proper vmware or hyper v backup of a vm that's running those databases
0: for sure yeah you do get that app consistency the database consistency that you need in order to be able to recover and make sure your database backup is actually good so so you don't end up like curtis on his first day of starting his job
1: we've only talked about backup let's talk a little bit about restore because no one cares if you can backup. they only care if you can restore so the shutdown method, the restore is very simple. You're restoring essentially a cold image of the database and there's no immediate recovery required. If you do the hot backup method, you would restore the database files in question. It will then use redo log to uh, repair those the data files that you recovered. And then you can also use uh, redo logs to um, apply transactions that happened after the, um, the backups backup. as long as you backed up the redo logs as well. And then with the with the dump and sweep method, I w- would you say the normal are, are most of them set up so that 99% of the time what you're doing is you're going and restoring from the disk image that you made, right? They don't mo- I, I'd say it, I'd say it would be proper configuration so that you've got enough storage to hold the latest copy of your backup. Does
0: that make sense? I think well you need at least the latest copy because otherwise you can't actually do the dump and sweep.
1: Well, but you could. What you could do is, let's say you've got 10 100-gigabyte databases. You could have just 100 gigabytes of storage, and you could dump and sweep each of them and then delete it. And I would say that oh, yeah. would be a bad...
0: Don't don't you know, don't, don't listen to Curtis. <laughs> don't yeah. Don't. In this case, do not listen to him.
1: Make sure you have enough disk space for one compressed copy of your database backup uh, so that you can... When you go to do a restore, you can just restore it directly from the last place you backed it up. That would be the proper way to do that. Okay. Um, And then what about the, um, with the agent method, I'd say that that part is hand, that's the big advantage to that is that part is handled for you. You simply go to the backup tool and you say, I need to restore my database. It knows how to talk to the backup and you simply specify the, time period from which you want to restore and then it should automatically get that data from the backup system
0: and and to be honest that's actually the entire value and what i find so amazing about right oracle rman right is it knows every single piece that it's ever backed up and it knows which pieces do i need to pull and which points do i need to bring together in order to get to the point of the database that the user wants without them having to go and manually restore yeah. every single um, thing
1: it's just it's just complicated to set up and really easy to misconfigured. <laughs> but but other than that, it's a wonderful thing of beauty. Uh, and then regarding the, the VSS method, I think the really important thing here is that if you back up a VM in VMware or Hyper-V and you, you did the fully supported VSS method, the recovery would be simple that you simply restore the VM to the point in time that you plan on Restoring to, and it should just basically magically come up because uh, you have a application gets this image. right? That's right, right there, and that and yep. and that should also. We've been talking a lot about DR lately. One of the reasons why I like this method is that it allows you to do DR easy DR of of a database by getting a supported backup of that of that database and then bringing it up in a in a um, you know DR c- uh, scenario. You are right, Curtis. <laughs> All right, well, we have talked about Oracle and SQL Server and SQL Dump and all of these things for enough. Uh, ho- hopefully this g- gives you a good overview. It, you know, again, I want to reach out to anybody who is a listener of our show. If you'd like to talk to us about your backup environment, we're happy to anonymize you. Uh, whatever it is we need to do, we want to hear your backup stories and your restore stories, good ones, back bad ones, the complexities of life in your world make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you won't miss an episode and you will always be able to restore it all.
0: Even databases. (laughs) You could restore